Hello, welcome along to Feature Length, the film podcast with Richard Newman and Seth Mason. Yes, it's been a little while since our last pod, and can we promise weekly from here on? Probably not, but we'll certainly be doing our best. Uh, This week saw the blockbuster summer really get going. Three high-profile films out. We'll be giving you full reviews on all of them. And what can we be expecting, Seth? Um, Well, the biggest blockbuster, I think, um, that's come out this week, certainly, um, The Green Lantern. Um, which has been very long awaited, as you say. Uh, Bad Teacher, which is new Cameron Diaz comedy. Uh, the Beaver, which is a different kind of film, um, which has Mel Gibson in his first role in the world, certainly since he yeah. slagged off just about every race and creed under the sun. Right. And um, then Life in a Day, which is another very different type of film and um, kind of a special one almost. So, yeah. One that I don't know much about, and you're going to fill us in on that, and everyone else as well. And inspire mm-hmm. them to get down to their cinema. Uh, We'll also be taking a look at film marketing, in particular trailers, and the power they hold over audiences. Before we really get going, just a quick point in the direction of our Twitter account. You can follow us at FeatureLength. That's all one word, no funny symbols. You can also email us, FeatureLengthPod at gmail.com. Right, the most anticipated release this week is The Green Lantern. This is the big one from DC Comics this year. Obviously, we're awaiting Batman. Mm-hmm. to come back again um i've heard lots of things about the green lantern fire away what's it about and shall we go and see it i remember you said rotten tomatoes had it as what something like 88 percent wanted to see something oh that like, was a wanted to see back in the day okay okay so all those people are going to be disappointed okay i would think that number would probably quite dramatically reduce now really yeah that bad it's no well not that bad um well when i say dramatically reduce i mean Certainly, I don't think you're going to get an 88% satisfaction rate. I know two people that liked it, at least, and that's something. Out Um, of? Out of, I don't know, because those are the only people I know who have seen it. Everyone else in cyberspace, um, yeah, haven't really liked it. Uh, It's very, it's got got stuff going for it. The Green Lantern is Hal Jordan who's played by Ryan Reynolds. And I actually really like Ryan Reynolds. I think he's quite fun. Mm. Maybe it just plays to my, I don't know, what could be called maybe at times immature sense of humour. Um, he's sort of quite cocky. He's very sharp. He's very witty. He's quite sarcastic. Um, and I, I I, think he's a very good screen presence. I think he's a good comic actor. Um, so automatically casting him in the lead takes the film in a kind of comic direction, certainly as, as, um, as in terms of his character. I mean, he certainly doesn't take his uh, role too seriously um, which some people can do with superhero films and that just kind of gets you cringing a bit Mm. Um, loads been very mixed reviews with his performance so I think it's just one of those things if you like him um, you know and he's done stuff like Van Wilder he's done a lot of comedies he hasn't really done sort of anything action he did Buried last year which was really 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 good film um, which showed he could really act Mm. as well Um, so he's very good and he's the lead Uh, Hal Jordan um, there's a big kind of brotherhood of aliens wearing very very long kind of uh how do you say it kind of capes almost right and they all sit in a big circle in a rather kind of poor cgi planet um and they all just talk about basically each planet kind of has an almost protector right um and they've never had a human be one and it turns out that when one of them crash lands on earth hal jordan becomes said green lantern and and yeah basically becomes a, a superhero um Thrown into all this, you've got uh, Peter Sarsgaard is the main kind of villain. Even though it's very important to point out this film has very, very little plot. 
it just kind of moseys along and then oh okay he's bad so we'll kind of go after him and there's no plot to it um peter sarsgaard is very good in it uh, he plays this sort of deranged scientist who gets even more deranged and more deranged and happens to be in love as well with with ryan reynolds kind of love interest um blake lively um, who people know from Gossip Girl and The Town, the Ben Affleck movie from last year. Mm-hmm. And she's she's actually pretty good. She's pretty solid in her performance. She sort of jumps from kind of confrontational kind of authority figure at the beginning to kind of this flirty love interest quite abruptly. And that was sort of almost like two different performances and that, that kind of didn't sit very well. But um, she's pretty good otherwise. But um, yeah, he, he basically, Peter Sarsgaard is, is the only kind of dramatic um, kind of, thing that that happens in the film um he said he was drawn to the film because of how ridiculous it was richard is currently googling blake lively yeah sorry um, and, i just know why not has got very distracted no so i'll bring you back come on okay <laughs> and um yeah but i What's know the of, i know what's kind of name. distracted just yeah. a face to the name not just a face <laughs> um right anyway um so... i did just search blake lively in fairness okay right lazy well, effects comes up let's with, get on to that no plot lazy effects right. i i thought they were quite lazy effects um I know it's. I know there's this argument of oh that was in the oh but that's how the character looks in the graphic novel. But in 2011, in the year of Avatar, and did you say 2011? Yeah, I, I, said... I go for 2011. 2011. Over 2011. It's... it's a grey area. It's a grey area. Anyway, um, well, I mean, we're going to come back and talk about trailers late um, later. But you know, not, if you look not, at not Avatar, so years though. No, if you <laughs> look at Avatar. Right. And you look at something like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. the trailer which is out for that, which looks great. I mean, both, you know, that was preceding um, Green Lantern. And then Green Lantern has, as I say, these sort of very bright, kind of ugly colours, um, lots of green, lots of yellow. It all looks very kind of 60s TV show. It does look all a bit fake. It does look all a bit fake. And you kind of think in 2011, you can do a bit more than pink, you mm. know, face paint. Um it's directed uh, by Martin Campbell as well, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's Golden Eye. Yeah, he's got some good Casino bonds. Royale. Exactly. He has some good bonds and kind of renowned for kind of almost relaunching franchises. Mm. He did it twice with Bond, with the you know start of Pierce Brosnan, start of Daniel Craig. Yeah. And he yet he comes into this as we were you know as we've talked about sort of you know a very evolving genre, the superhero genre, becoming very hip, um, very kind of critically acclaimed these days. And he just does. It's just a very kind of floppy film. Okay, so I'm um, out of five. Um, two and a half. Do you see? Do you see? This is why I mean about you having you're having your rating system out of five, which we talked about before. Is yeah. is is flawed because you can't give it a six or a seven because three looks too much. I'd give it if it was Four out of ten. If it was out of ten, I'd give it a six. Let's go for ten. Let's go for out of ten from now on. That makes right. a lot more sense. Um, okay, bad teacher. Uh, I've seen this one. Yeah, uh, it's the only one I've had time to see this week. And why we chose bad teacher, I don't know. Um, fairly funny. At yeah. times, yes, entertaining Perfect. enough, entertaining exactly, entertaining enough to get by, without being as funny as you thought it would be. Yeah, no? Cameron Diaz is, a, a, you know, her character is obviously meant to be yeah. a bit brash. Yeah, and you know, very um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for, Seth? Provocative. Well, yeah, yeah, possibly, but she's 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 she basically just wants. She just wants someone to take care of her and has got lots of money and she doesn't have to work again day of her life and just spends... She's very she doesn't superficial. want someone to look after her. You, you say that in a romantic way. She very much wants a... Okay, you're Sorry. there. You, she's very... She's incredibly independent. I want money. She's going into... Very superficial. She's going into stores. She's going into stores on Christmas Day going, are you open? Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> the guy's going, no, it's Christmas. Yeah, okay. Okay, this, this is the way I see it though. Um, so Jason Siegel. How would you say that? Siegel? 
Seagal? Seagal, Seagal, yeah, something like that. I don't want to say Seagal, because that's just... Well, if he's listening, he can email us. Okay. So Seagal. Oh, all right, okay. Seagal. Um, he's he's the only thing that, that that saves it for me. I think he's got the funny lines. I thought that. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it goes so far as to necessarily need saving. Um, I I thought as well. Jason Segel was kind of stole the film quite quietly with a very much a supporting role. Mm. Um, they've kind of bigged up Cameron Diaz and Justin Timberlake as the main stars. I mean, Cameron Diaz definitely is. Justin Timberlake kind of nips him from time to time. Really isn't as funny. Uh, as I thought he would be, and stuff like Saturday Night Live and everything, and in lots of interviews, he's proved he's a very, very funny guy. Um, he can do comedy very well, but in this, he's kind of a bit too, um, not deadpan. I don't know what the word is, but he—he's basically his character is all about being sweet and innocent, isn't it? Mm. Um, and that just kind of gets a bit boring, and and you can't really get too many laughs from that. I agree with that, and um, with same with the uh, with the teacher. The, um, the rival teacher. Yeah, that's right. Who's played by um, Lucy Amy, Punch, British actress. Yeah, Amy Squirrel. Yeah, Squirrel. I, I thought she was quite funny. Yeah, I think she was I thought funny. that got a bit boring, though, I well. think, yeah, I guess a little bit, but I think Jason Segel kind of held it. And I thought it was it was solid. I Again, talking about trailers, I thought it was a really, really funny trailer. I was really looking forward to it. And it was kind of an, oh, God, the be- you know, I've seen the best bits already. Mm. Um, but it, it did have some... Yeah, it did have some very silly humour, and it was a fun way to pass ninety. It was ninety minutes, isn't it? Quite short. Okay, out of ten. Um, three. Uh, oh three. god! Oh out god! Ten. No, we've got to do. Ten. Oh no, I really want to do five. No, go on, go for ten. Because you can even go if you go out to ten, and you can even use decimal points. I gave it six point seven, I think. Seven. Seven. All right. Okay. Well, that's oh, you see, I would have said Jennifer three, said, but then three means double six. Six point seven is right. Six, which sounds a bit like. Six point seven. You see, I can't put it. It's better than the Green Lantern. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, maybe I made a good choice then. Right. Okay. Okay. The Beaver. Um, yes. This has been in the mix for quite a long time. Yeah. Obviously, there's lots of controversy regarding Mel Gibson. Yeah. There's been allegations of sexism, racism, <laughs> domestic violence, um, and in a sense, this was well, this was his comeback film, wasn't it? Uh, um, yeah. I think it was kind of made before his whole kind of PR nightmare kind of really set in. It's been sitting on the shelf for a while, and they they haven't known quite what to do with it. And it had a you know it kind of flopped big time when it came out in America, and then they had a big launch for it in Cannes. Um, and now it's just open kind of in the UK and I think across kind of a lot of Europe. Um, it's I mean it is a different kind of film. I was really looking forward to it. Um, Mel Gibson, I I can kind of take or leave Mel Gibson. Um, I you know he's he's clearly um, I don't know. His, yeah, his personal life is, is kind of, you know, I think can't help but affect your, your thoughts on him, maybe, mm. um, judgmental or not, as that is. Um, but he, he can be quite a good screen presence. And Jodie Foster, who I absolutely mm. love, um, who also directs the film, uh, is really, you know, a, a really kind of Hollywood player. And, and I think is the whole reason the film uh, kind of, you know, it was still released today. I think it was Mel Gibson still. They would have just had quite a lot of trouble with it. Mm. Um, in the film um, Mel Gibson plays a man who is struggling with depression uh, his his family life is completely shattered he's got his wife you know he's got his kids he's got a young kid and then a, a, about an 18 19 year old kid um, and they have a very kind of strange relationship um, he's so depressed and after a few suicide attempts bear in mind this is supposed to be a partial comedy okay um, he he finds a beaver in a bin and the only way that he can now deal with life is to talk through this beaver. So with a Cockney accent, with a Cockney accent, which apparently he rang Ray Winston and kind of worked on it with Ray Winston. Did he? Apparently. Yeah. And um, 
So that's what the whole thing about. And basically then from there, his family life picks up, his work life picks up, his failing business, um, you know, starts going through the roof. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's about a guy who is seriously ill, seriously depressed. There's a lot of jokes where he's about to commit suicide and sort of, you know, or, or attempted jokes. And it, it just has this very uncomfortable feel, um, I think, with the mental illness kind of aspect where it really at times just isn't very funny and they, they sort of think it is. Having said that, the film is not kind of played for laughs. Um, at one point, apparently, Steve Carell was, a, uh, was attached to play it. And um, just watching it and thinking what they would have done, they would have gone in a very different approach, I think. Um, this is this is very underplayed. This very much deals with um, sort of Mel, you know, the character, um, the relationship with the son, the son's own relationship. The son is pretty much almost gets more screen time than Mel Gibson. Really, mm. it almost becomes and the actor Anton Yelchin, who's a very good actor, who's in Star Trek, uh, an Alpha Dog, um, uh, is very good. Uh, Jodie Foster actually on screen uh, doesn't have that much to do. She plays his wife. She she sort of her role isn't as developed as I sort of thought it would be. Maybe that's just because I wanted to see more of her on screen. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, sh she plays a woman who designs roller coasters. Mm. That sounds like the best job in the world. It's a pretty good job. She designs roller coasters. Anyway, I see here on a side, kind of... side issue that um, yeah. Cherry Jones plays a vice president. Yep, yeah, Cherry Jones plays a vice president and when in 24 she played the president. Exactly. Wow. Jennifer um, Lawrence as well. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence plays well. um, the, the love interests of... Um, of uh, Anton Yelchin, the son's character. Um, so it's very good. So it's very much drama. It's very relationships. Um, it really isn't that funny, intentionally or not, is kind of, I think, something that people are going to have to make their own minds up about. Uh, but I was I was intrigued by it, and I think it's a film worth seeing and kind of worth having an opinion on. Out of 10? Uh, out of 10? Oh, don't let me do 10. We're doing it. We've done it the whole show so far. You can't back out now. Seven. Seven. I would have given it a three if it was out okay. of five. All right. Okay. So, um, final film we're going to review of the week then. Uh, Life in a Day. Yeah. Um, Life in a Day is it's executive produced uh, and kind of almost spearheaded by uh, Ridley and Tony Scott. Okay. Their production company, Scott Free Productions, have sort of taken hold of it. Basically, on the twenty fourth of July, two thousand ten, people were asked to film their lives, um, and it was sort of in association with YouTube. Were asked to film their lives for a day and send the videos in and they got something like 4,500 hours of video um, and they were basically going to do almost not a kind of time capsule but they were going to basically capture the world in a day uh, and all sorts as you can imagine all sorts of ages you know religions just countries you know completely spanning all different kinds you've got you've got giraffes being born you've got proposals you've got the northern lights you've got you know comings out you've got concert riots you've got literally there's something for everyone mm. and um it's it's very simply shot it's all you know people have filmed it themselves whether it be you know very nice lg cameras or whether it be shaky handheld you know you can't really see it um it's just a really, really it's interesting sweet then. film. It's it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. There are. I wish it had more of a structure to it. It basically the structure revolves around the fact that it's it starts off. The film starts and it's about three a.m. on the morning of you know of this day, and it goes through and it has you know everyone eating their breakfast, people up at four o'clock working or whatever, delivering mail, killing goats, you know whatever they're doing all around the world, mm. um, and it basically just goes through sort of in chronological time order of the day, and it literally jumps from story to story. Um, there are very, very, very few recurring people in there. There's only about two or three people who you sort of return to. It's not like 
we see someone at 4am and then we see them at 2pm and then we see them at 9pm. It's very much, this is just kind of a flash of someone's life. Um, and that, that can get a little distracting because when it's going on for 90 minutes, um, you do occasionally sort of wander off, but then you're drawn back to it because it's so beautiful and it's so kind of eye-opening in, in a way. And it's, it's really sort of, I think a lot of people have used the phrase kind of life affirming. Mm. Um, and it's just a really, really nice experience. It's a really different experience. Well, this directed um, by by Kevin McDonald as well. He's yeah, got, he's got a good track history. In, yeah, exactly. Um, in documentary, making. I mean, it's Touching not really. The void. It's brilliant. I mean, it, obviously, you've sort of got to have a really good editor, and I guess a director to kind of know where it's going. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really say kind of everything. It doesn't really say anything kind of in succession. I don't feel. I mean, it's very hard to judge under normal criteria. Um, but and you know, every now and then when it sounds, I mean, some people might think this idea sounds kind of quite pretentious or whatever. There are one or two moments where it kind of pokes fun at itself as you know maybe being a bit of an over-the-top idea mm. there's this newborn baby and this dad who's very very into sort of you know poetry and everything starts reading this very old grand poem to this child and the mum's just like shut up shut up stop being so pretentious um and it yeah right okay and um which i think is a way of disarming its own what could be interpreted as pretentious. Mm. i don't think it's pretentious personally but yeah. um they enjoyed yeah, it they i did enjoy it i thought it was really good and i thought it was a really good experience to um to, to yeah to see out of 10 out of 10 8 8 very mm -hmm. good very good okay um we've got to just um we've got to backtrack and catch up on a few films but just to do this we're just going to go th run through it very quickly with last yeah. week's uh, uk box office top 10 just yep. a couple of seconds on each film mm -hmm. uh, and number 10 rio which has been very popular it's a big kind of um easter film that's kind of hung around from the holidays um very good cast apparently that's quite fun Number nine, Mother's Day. Yeah, that was really, really nasty. Just a really kind of mean-spirited, um, sort of not particularly exciting, definitely not particularly original, uh, kind of gruesome uh, horror remake by one of the guys who worked heavily on the Saw franchise. Um, and you yeah, didn't that's, like that, did you? I, I just thought it was really, like it. it was, yeah. A bit too uh, much. Yeah, a bit too much. Number definitely. eight, Ready. Ready? Have you pronounced that right? I think that's an Indian movie. Don't know. Number seven, know. Senna. Which you've heard is fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to see this. Um, I'm seeing that tomorrow, I think, actually. Yeah. So, um, it's, been, it's been on a limited release. Right it looks here. great. So, yeah. I've heard such good things about yeah. that one. Number six, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Roderick <laughs> Rules. Apparently, very good. Yeah? Yeah, if you're into that kind of thing. I think a good kind of, you know, um, kid's tale. Okay. Solid. Number five, Honey 2, which uh, neither of us have seen. No. But my girlfriend has. <laughs> uh, because she likes her dancey films. And... Uh, not very good apparently and she really? loves and she loves them what did she think of honey one loved it really yeah but Lovely. honey but it's, this is the i mean for a start it's the where it's all gone wrong is in the title anyway is the, honey. Is, is honey is is based like on a, a character well, it's based on a character called honey isn't it and, oh is it and that was this was which this is, real honey which was which was played by jessica alba oh yeah of yeah. course and she's course. not in the second one so no. calling it honey 2 makes no sense at and all and the fact that they didn't go straight to dvd is quite surprising very strange mm. i think imdb gave that 3.7 out of 10 that's quite poor that's poor uh, number four pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides yeah that was far too long far too long and far too long past its now. peak boring uh had one or two good sequences the mermaids were quite a good addition yeah but that was about it number three um x-men first class i love this film saw it twice yeah oh yeah you did see it twice didn't yeah. you keen oh um yeah good again rebooted it different very good uh kind of human angle to it uh a bit too self-referential in places i thought 
Um, you know, you know, James McAvoy is going to end up in a wheelchair. So, so why is he shouting? I can't feel my legs. Right. Okay. You know it. Well, you've got to get there. Uh, you have got to get there. Um, yeah, Fassbender as well. Very, very good. Michael yes. Fassbender as Magneto. Agreed. Uh, number two, The Hangover Part Two. Um, not as bad as everyone says. Okay. Um, but people not as say good it's as the first not film. as good as the first film. Absolutely. They never are. Yeah. Um, they say that it's. They said they're going to do a third one, which I'm very much in two minds about. Obviously, I want to think they can pick it back up, but the the realist in me says they can't or they won't. Um, I think in a fir- in a film where basically you're you're taking a tiger around Las Vegas, which mm. was the first one, how they can then say that some of the stuff in the second one is is too kind of extreme or too out there, I I find a bit um, kind of I I don't really agree with that, but you know well, maybe they do something similar to Honey Two in yeah. the third film. Maybe maybe they'll still be drunk. Maybe. Go, that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, number one, and by some distance, mm. Kung Fu Panda 2. Yeah, which is actually uh, quite surprising. In terms of, I didn't really like Kung Fu Panda 1. Um, I thought it was a bit brash. I didn't I didn't really get much from it. Second one's got a great story, uh, quite a fun cast, beautiful, beautiful animation, really good detail, and loads of sort of different types of kind of um, animation. Mm. Uh, to it and um, yeah I definitely thought better than the original there good kind of deadpan humour for adults um, Angelina Jolie Dustin Hoffman their voices very very funny uh, yeah I was I was impressed enjoyed it yeah um, so if you were to pick one film out of that top 10 and the four that we've reviewed this week and you're going to advise one person to go to cinema but this, who's this, this week person? Well, is it like oh, a 14 year old kid oh, no I'm not trying on. to be tricky they're just really different movies alright just if you want something nice in a cinematic like experience it. and you're an adult maybe life in a day if you sort of like the kind of the younger material maybe Kung Fu Panda 2 that's a very good film if you're a bit of a geek X-Men uh, right. you know all together what, what, which ones do you enjoy the most I don't know I said you me, out of all those films on right now, which did I enjoy the most? I don't know. Oh, maybe Life in a Day. Okay, maybe Life great. In a there you day. go. There's I don't an know. Maybe X Men. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep saying maybe. Oh, just move on. Okay. Right. Um, um, a quick discussion maybe. then on um, film trailers. Then, yes. Um, because they do affect whether we go and see a film or not. They're, they're obviously are an incredible marketing tool. They hold incredible pulling power on their audiences. Um, sometimes, though, in my view, something like Bad Teacher um, maybe be detrimental, especially when you come out of the cinema, because you always get films like this where you'll come out of the cinema and you'll turn around to the person you've just come out of that cinema with and you'll just say, all the funny bits are in the trailer. Yeah. And does that does that then annoy, that annoys the the audience more than the excitement that they had before going into the audience, into the into the cinema? Yeah, I mean, I think it can kind of work against you um, in a sort of a number of ways. You're basically showing off your film and you've obviously got two minutes or whatever to show your film off in the best possible light. I think one thing with the um, with the Green Lantern, as I said, it kind of... Um, the fact that it had, you know, Transformers, um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, you know, films which look like they've got like seriously, seriously impressive effects on them. Mm. Um, and then Green Lantern, as I say, is just a load of kind of like yellow paint. Um kind of put it to shame um so it is interesting how the trailers can kind of uh inform the viewing of you know a film that you're not even going to see mm. um it just kind of makes it sort of look bad um you're right with loads of films I, I try not to get too excited now but if i find a film trailer really funny 
then you know obviously that makes me more excited for the film and bad teacher was a great example as you said of these films where everything good is in the trailer take something like horrible bosses yeah the trailer for that i think is absolutely hilarious Looks good. and i really hope it's good and i think it's got enough kind of storylines and enough sort of you know comedic talent in there to probably be good enough when when the film comes around but um, it, it really does make you worry. And I think it's quite, yeah, I think it's an interesting one. On a more positive note, though, um, they do allow highly anticipated films to be teased and to raise yeah. anticipation of it as yeah. well. I mean, you're thinking of feeding the fans. Yeah, kind of everyone yeah. getting excited, obviously, with the, the final Harry Potter film. Harry Potter, film. yeah. And then when Twilight came out a few weeks yeah, ago. Right. Yeah, exactly. And have you seen the new trailer for The Girl, The Dragon and Tattoo? you still look for the new Batman. I haven't, actually. It's fantastic. I don't know why, but I really... Really yeah. well done trailer. Yeah. And um, um, it's yeah, just I really want to see lots that. of flashing images. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah really loud music yeah. and it's just uh, it really does I mean it's great I mean it. trailers have kind of come to this point now where I mean they're advertising but they're bit they're being sought out you mm. know with stuff like that as you say like um you know I think they're the third behind sort of user created video and news they're the third watch kind of video um you know sort of programming on the internet but i can sit i can um, sit on a website like the app yeah like, like the i know Apple people trailers do yeah and just and just watch a lot of those trailers i know on on what is it sky or virgin or one of these has a big trailer thing or something mm. and i know someone recently who was like, oh we were gonna watch a movie but in the end we just watched so many trailers we just kind of ran out of time <laughs> so it's really interesting how people are kind of searching out this this app obviously you've got to be quite lucky you've got to have a built-in fan base you've got to be a franchise you've got to have a star mm. um but I, I, yeah, I find them very interesting. And people love seeing it. I mean, when you go to the movies, you have so many people, don't you? Oh, don't be late. I want to get in for them. Yeah, exactly. I want to be there for the trailer. Yeah. And not the boring trailers. Not the, like, you know, Samsung. Like, not the like, adverts. Not the annoying, not the annoying, like, O2 guy. Yeah, he's gone. No, he gone? Orange guy, you mean. Orange guy, that's Yeah, it. we haven't seen him for a while. Sorry, all good phones. Now, now they've got now they've got lots of different other things going on as well. Yeah, I know. And, and yeah, people want to go. In. Yeah, he will be back, sadly. Unfortunately. He's in Horrible Histories. Is he? Yeah. He was on Daybreak this morning. Anyway. Right, okay. Yeah. Right, well, I think that's about it mm, for this week's pod. Um, we'll be back next week with a look at Bridesmaids. That's the film, not just looking at Bridesmaids, because that's... <laughs> oh, you were looking at Blake Lively. Well, yeah. Uh, um, Cars 2 and Horrible Bosses as well. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Feature Length. So we'll speak again next week, but until then, it's goodbye for now. Bye.